Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. What's going on? And welcome back to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 274. We back. I serve as your humble and also gracious host, Bryce Isaiah. And I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's brand new episode. If you could be so kind to ensure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe, write a review. Baby boy hasn't seen a review in a long time. Would love to see a review. Give your baby boy some five stars. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend about the Purple Pants Podcast. Purple Pants Posse, what is the tea? How has everyone been doing? I feel like it has been a long time since we had a regular podcast. I know I've been pushing out the challenge breakdown and a whole bunch of other stuff. But listen, we here, we back. And I am so excited to be talking to the posse. The baby boy has been busy, okay? Working, getting ready to hit the road for this Bryson Wentz Tour 45. Having to work on other little projects that's going on and just, you know, try to get my life together Been trying to conserve my peace with Wendell and I getting ready to hit the road again. The Tour 44 was so amazing, but I really feel like, whoo, Tour 44, it kind of sort of changed the baby boy a little bit, right? Like, I feel like coming out of that tour, I was a different person. And that tour, and I, listen, that tour took a lot out your baby boy uh, when DZ went off to film a show. And so your baby boy had to hold the tour down, which, listen, we're partners, and that's what friends and partners do, so I got it. 
But it just really took a lot out of me. And to give so much of myself, to be on go, to have to do a million and one things while also trying to maintain my job, while also trying to maintain my home, while also trying to maintain friendships. And it just really was a lot. And so I feel like these this last month, per se, or really the whole summer, um, I've really been in like a cocoon. And I've just been kind of like in my house trying to just stay to myself, stay low and just do the things that I want to do. And even if it's by myself, right, because I'm always telling y'all protect your peace. OK, you got to protect your peace because the world can drain you if you let it. And so uh, knowing that we're getting ready to kick off or and this podcast is coming out Tuesday, I'm in Canada right now, um, just knowing what is ahead of me, like I'm so grateful for Tour 44, right? Because I feel like it really showed me it's a lot of work. It looks fun, but it's a lot of work. You need to eat right. You need to make sure you get your sleep. And so I've been preparing to show up. But in order for me to pay, prepare to show up, your baby boy got sleep. Your baby boy got to lay in a bed, do some face smashes, do some things that I really want to do. And so I'm just really excited because I feel prepared. I feel ready to bring on what the future has. So grateful that I have taken the time to kind of like recharge my battery because your baby boy's battery is definitely feeling like I'm ready to pop out. I'm ready to get back on the road. I'm ready to see the posse. I'm ready to do all of the things that were giving me anxiety a couple of weeks ago because it's like, can I show up? How can I show up? And so, but again, sometimes we got to just recharge our batteries and then ain't nothing wrong with that. I felt bad. People were asking me, hey, do you want to do this? Hey, let's go out. And I would just kept saying, mm, no, I'm staying in. Mm, no, I don't want to do it. And I shouldn't feel bad for that, right? Because it's like, I need to do what is in my best interest to have me show up for the things that I need to show up for. And your baby boy really feels like I am ready to show up. We have so much going on. And I really also just wanted to let the listeners know that get ready, set your notifications, because these next three weeks, your baby boy is going to be pumping out some episodes, okay? Because this week coming, we're giving you Survivor News is returning with Wendell, Jack, and myself. The Challenge Breakdown is coming. And, you know, with Amazing Race, Brooke and I give you the Amazing Race. Okay, the pit stop. And so, listen, y'all got three and four more episodes coming this week. So, listen, make sure you are ready because your baby boy is rejuvenated. We back. And I'm giving the Purple Pants Posse all of the things of the things that you need and want from your baby boy. But I'm really excited for this week's episode. So let me give you the rundown. We've got our church announcements and on the menu this week. I feel like we haven't talked housewives in a while. And the Real Housewives of New York is back with a brand new cast. And we are well into the season. I just want to give you my thoughts on the season so far and the cast members also Salt Lake City is back and I want to let you know what I think about these first three episodes Miss Barb is here delivering a very personal and very heartfelt Barb's message so you definitely want to tune into that and of course we are crowning a freak of the week so let's get this party started we back <laughs> Welcome to church. It's a church announcement, so now 
for your church announcements this week. The Bryce and Wynn Tour 45 is officially kicking off tomorrow in Toronto. If you have not got your tickets already, better make sure you get them because Toronto is going to be amazing. Right after Toronto, we are headed to New York to open up the welcome party for the RHAP live event. From New York, we'll be heading to D.C. From D.C., we'll be heading to New Orleans. From New Orleans, we'll be headed to Philadelphia. And the grand finale is ending in L.A. with a couple surprise pop-ups. So make sure you stay tuned. So tickets are available. They are selling quick. So make sure you head over to the Bryce and Win Instagram or Bryce and Win on Twitter. Click the link in the bio and get your tickets. And we will see you on the road. And a friendly reminder, I just want to say thank you to everyone that has supported this year's Bryce Isaiah 2024 Zaddy calendar early or I should say late last week. I was getting messages like, baby boy, I'm trying to get my calendar. What's up, baby boy? I'm trying to get my calendar. What's up? I went on a website, child. We sold out. We haven't sold out a Zaddy calendar this quick in a very long time. And so I am very grateful to everyone that has supported. I told y'all get your calendar before it's too late. Because this year's calendar was different. But if you did not get your calendar, don't worry. Your baby boy has restocked and they are available. So listen, I can't guarantee that I'm going to restock it again. I can't guarantee. So the holidays are right around the corner and you know you want to kick your 2024 off with some zaddy. Okay, click the link in my Instagram or Twitter bio. Bryce Isaiah and bless your life with a zaddy. Also, shout out to Louis Cologne. Okay, we know Lewis from Amazing Race. We know Lewis from the Challenge USA season two. He posted amazing posts of his experience about being a zaddy on his Instagram page. And I think it's amazing. And really, is that's what the zaddy calendar is about. It's about amazing people supporting and uplifting amazing people. So shout out to Lewis and get your Bryce Isaiah 2024 zaddy calendar because they selling because they selling like hotcakes. It's a man who, it's a man you Me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew It's a man who, it's a man you Me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew And everyone should know by now that I am a huge fan of the Real Housewives franchise. I don't get to watch all of the franchises like I want to, but there are certain franchises that I always tune into. You know I love Potomac. I used to love Atlanta, but I had to give Atlanta a break. But word on the curb is they have fired or they are revamping Atlanta like they have done New York. Okay, so just, you know, keep word on the street because I might have to tune back in to Atlanta. Um, I used to love New York, but I kind of sort of fell off a little bit. But New York this season has come back and they've scrapped all of the cast, and they have come back with a whole new cast of New York that is a little more in touch with what actually New York is like. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the original Roni. However, it was an all-white woman of a certain age cast that didn't really represent what New York in 2023 is like. Now, I also will say, with this new cast of Housewives of New York, I think it does a better job of giving us a better picture of New York, but I still feel like they could do a little better. But it's the Real Housewives of, you know, it's the Real Housewives franchise, right? So we get it. So we are in mid-season at this point. The ladies are on a vacation. And 
I love the cast, right? And I feel like from the first episode to this episode, my thoughts have changed about a lot of people, right? So right off the bat, we have Sai. She is a biracial woman. Uh, she is married to a white man. She's got, I think, maybe two kids. She lives in Brooklyn, and she is an influencer. And she is, we love Sai. She is, like, so cute. She almost reminds me of Melissa from The Real World. Real world, right? Real spunky, real like stylish. We love her. She kind of like says what's on her mind. She'll get the girls together when she needs, but she's that girl that is like, first of all, always comes overdressed for the occasion. Okay, now listen, y'all know I love that because you know your baby boy loves to be overdressed. And if you're gonna be in New York for the RHAP live event, uh October 4th, baby, let me just tell you, I'm giving side vibes, okay? Cause I'm being overdressed because I just want to. But she's the girl that's like, can, can y'all get this Instagram photo for me? But she really kind of like shows us that she is an influencer, but it's work, right? It's not just, oh, snap a photo and I'm looking pretty. Like we get to see into Sai's life of what it's like and what it takes and all of these different things. And so it's like off the bat, in my opinion, Sai is my favorite housewife from New York from the first three seasons, not three, not three seasons, from the first three episodes. However, as the episodes kind of sort of go on, right? As the episodes kind of progress. She becomes less and less my favorite. Still love her, but it's like, I don't know, Sai a little rude at times, right? First of all, Sai always hungry and using her hunger as an excuse to get out of different things. And, you know, Sai has had a very hard upbringing. Um, it looks like her family struggled. It looks like her mom was an alcoholic. And that's, that is a part of what Sai makes that is a part of what makes Sai Sai, right? And we all can respect her upbringing. But there are some, for me, it's a little problematic, right? Where there is Jessel, right? And now, mind you, I didn't really love Jessel in the beginning, but I'm starting to love Jessel a little bit. Jessel is an Indian woman. She is from the UK. Her family was born in Africa and they migrated to England. Jessel came over to New York. In college, she felt like she had to struggle. She was working these internships, staying at her uncle's house. Um, and Jessel felt like, you know, she didn't really have the support that she wanted. And that was kind of sort of her struggle. Jessel is married to her husband, Hobbit. And we're going to have to get in the Hobbit because we'll, we'll get into that. She's got twins. Uh, she had to she had to use fertility support to help have her children, and we got to watch her tell her mom about that on the season because in the Indian culture, if, like, you're not married and don't have kids by a certain age, it's kind of like, they, what's wrong with you? What's, it's very gossipy, and especially if you have to have, like, fertility help, it, it's like something's wrong with you, and so she didn't want to bring that shame to her family or her mom, and so we got to see Jessel tell her mom about it this season, and Jessel's mom was like, I love you. Like, makes me sad that I didn't know that you were going through that when you were going through that because I could have supported you. Now, Jessel is a little, like, not in touch with reality, right? Where it's like she got, she, she is clearly doing well for herself. We see her apartment is huge. It's amazing. Um, her husband, Hobbit, I might be saying his name wrong, Hobbit, Hobbit, so, something like that, something to that effect. First of all, I think Hobbit is so cute. Um, but she is in the fashion realm. She's like a fashion editor. She does different things. She's living a good life. But Jessel just, 
she don't have the like the filter that you need. Like there was Jenna Lyons is on here, and we'll get to Jenna Lyons because I go back and forth with Jenna. But Jenna loves to give us the girl get give the ladies gift, and at one time at Bryn, and we'll get to not Bryn at Aaron's house, and we'll get to Aaron too. Uh, at one in Aaron's upstate house in upstate New York, uh, Jenna gave the ladies gifts and Jazzle did not like it. And Jazzle, <laughs> the whole episode was like, I don't like this. I just look ugly. I would never wear this. And now, even if you feel that way about something and somebody gave it to you a gift, girl, you don't say it, right? And so that's kind of like how Jazzle is. And like, it's a little, little princess vibes, but it's okay. Um, and so I, I bring up Jazzle to bring up Sai because the ladies, while they were on vacation, Sai asked Jessel, like, we don't know enough about you. Tell us about you. And so Sai was like, well, you know, my family, uh, was in Africa. They migrated to like, you know, it was really about her family and her struggle of coming to the U.S. to want to have a fashion career, staying with her uncle and being broke to her standards and that was her story and Sai was just like that's your family that like and you know like for me I always feel like suffrage is universal right so yes Sai you might have been on food stamps yes your mom might have been an alcoholic and you had to take care of her that's your struggle right like you can't compare your struggle to Jessel's struggle and you can't say what you experienced was more traumatic than what she experienced. Although like, you know what I mean? And so it just seems like Sai is really over hyper critical over that. Like you didn't grow up poor. So you can't like, and I don't like people like that because it's like, no matter of how anybody grew up, a struggle is a struggle. It might not have been the struggle that you went through. And to you, someone's struggle might be like, Oh, that's not anything, but you can't tell somebody how they feel. So Sai gives those type of vibes at times and so it makes me not like her as much but we still love Sai because she just has that spunkiness that we like so we talked about Jessel uh so then we have Bryn right Bryn reminds me of like the Sonia Morgan of the franchise right like Bryn is beautiful she's pretty she's flirtatious uh she flirts with everyone she's funny uh we learned that she's like biracial. We we know that Bryn also had a very difficult upbringing. Uh, her mother and father weren't really there. I think she only met her dad or when she was a child. She doesn't really remember. The dad kind of left the family. Um, she grew up with her white grandmother. She was biracial. Her grandmother didn't really know what to do with her hair. So her grandmother used to take her to this like black salon. And that's where Bryn really kind of felt like she really got to understand more of her black side. Now, in my opinion, Bryn, she's biracial, but she looks, she presents, she is like white presenting, but that has nothing to do with her story. But Bryn is beautiful. Love Bryn. She's like the flirtatious one of the series. Now, my only question about Bryn, because we love Bryn, like we, like we love Bryn. She like, she is the perfect addition to the Real Housewives of New York. My only question to Brent is outside of she was engaged five times. It always makes me think of Teresa uh, with uh, what's that uh, girl name? And prostitution whore engaged 13 times and gay like with the flip of the table. But um, I want to know what Brent do for her money. Right. Because uh, all of the ladies talk about what they do. 
like career wise. I don't know what Bren does. That's what I like, you know, and and Bren and Cy are good friends. But my thing is like, Cy, you all up on wanting to know Jenna Lyons more and wanting to know Jessel more. How about we dive into like what Bren do for a living? So we see Bryn, she flirts a lot at Aaron's engagement party. She was flirting with Aaron's husband, but like in a playful, friendly flirting. And Aaron didn't really like it because like, I guess at Aaron's original wedding, Aaron and her husband did not do their vows. And so Bryn was like, oh, so if you guys didn't do your vows, you really aren't married. Never too late to, you know, if you want to get married to me, you know, uh, just really flirting. Like it, it was... Now, that sounds inappropriate, right? But watching it on the show and seeing, like, Aaron's husband laughing with the millions of people that were around, it wasn't, like, what you think it was. Now, let's get to Aaron. Aaron is 34, a uh, Jewish woman, uh, married. I believe she has two kids. Now, uh, I don't know what Aaron does for work, but Aaron always mad at somebody. Aaron is always offended at something and then wants to get over it. But then Aaron loves to carry a bone and start some mess. Right. I think Aaron is great for the show because she I don't know. Like, I don't hate Aaron, but she be working my nerves a lot. Right. Like she works my nerves like. The start of the season, we see Aaron and Bryn have this big issue because I guess before they started filming, all of the ladies wanted to get together with their significant others and go to this restaurant. Well, according to Brennan side, like the restaurant they wanted to go to was like from 2007, wasn't the popping spot and Bryn didn't want to be seen there. So Bryn um, and Aaron were just like, we're just going to go home. But then they went to some other restaurant and posted on their Instagram, them having a good time. And Aaron just felt like it wasn't about where we were going. It was about us kind of like bonding and spending time together. And you could have told me that. So that's kind of like, that's the Bryn that we meet. And it seems like Bryn is always constantly being offended by somebody or something and like having an attitude and then working it through the person. And then it's like, well, I don't like to be mad. So like, let's figure it out. Let's work it out. That's Erin. But Erin is beautiful. She's pretty. Uh, her, her house is amazing. Her husband, her kids, we love. Um, and then there is Uba. Uba is uh, a former supermodel. Uh, reminds me of like the Cynthia Bailey of this season. Uh, but Uba is kooky for Cocoa Puffs in the way that like she's always upbeat, she's always fun spirited, and she's doing crazy and silly stuff. Sometimes it's like, girl, chill out. Like when they were at Aaron's house in the beginning of the season in the upstate New York, uh, like they did like a little weekend at her house in the the Berkshires or you know whatever upstate New York is. They went to some restaurant. Uh, Uber had to go to the bathroom. But on her way to the bathroom, like she went into the kitchen and was like talking to the chefs. And then she saw like some, I don't know, pickles or something. And she took the jar of pickles like, girl, first of all, I don't want nobody that don't work in the back of the kitchen to be in the back of the kitchen. Right. Like, so keep your butt out the kitchen and don't be stealing no olives or whatever you stole. But at the same breath, they're in Anguilla right now. And every morning that they wake up and have breakfast, like there might have been like some hair on the bacon. But clearly it's not from the chefs because the chefs are all men. Right. So it's clearly one of y'all hairs. And Uba's like, oh, there's hair in the bacon. Yuck. That's disgusting. Pick a side, Uba. Pick a side. 
Uh, but Uber is very like lighthearted and fun. However, on these last couple of episodes, while they're in Anguilla, I guess she pranked Aaron and pushed Aaron into the pool. And so all the trip, Uber's like, I'm so nervous because I know Aaron's going to get me back and I don't want her to throw me in the pool because I'm going to get my weave wet. I'm going to get my weave wet. I'm going to get my weave wet. But it seems like Uber knows that a prank is coming her way. And Aaron is like, I grew up with all brothers. And so I love to prank people. So they went out to dinner and Uber left her phone in the Uber. And Aaron, the Aaron happened to be like the last person out the car. She saw it. She got it. And then Uber, I mean, Aaron told Cy, oh, this I, I'm gonna get her back. So she held her phone, I guess, in the middle of the night. We see Uber up in uh, the middle of the night searching around the house when she realized she doesn't have her phone. And I guess like Cy sees her and Jessel texting the group message like, does anybody have it? Then they realize that Aaron has it. Jessel gets the phone back from Aaron, tells Uber, but Uber is pissed. Uber is like, okay, like we're in a foreign country. Uh, I need to check in with my family. I don't really play about not having my phone. And Uber goes on this war path the next morning. Now, I, my friend Sarah and I disagree on how Uber handles it, right? Because Uber just gives Aaron and Cy the silent treatment. And that is a classic Shady Bryce Isaiah handbook one-on-one. If I'm mad at you, you don't exist. I don't see you. I don't speak to you. And so Uber does not speak to Aaron or, or Cy, but they know why she's mad. Um, Jessel comes down and they're like, what's wrong with Uber? They tell Jessel. Jessel goes upstairs and tells Uber like, oh, you got Aaron shaking in her boots. She's scared. She's scared. She's scared. They're getting ready to go out on a boat day. And Uber is downstairs. Jessel is down there. You, uh, Not Jessel. Uh, Aaron is down there. And you can clearly see that like Uber not acknowledging Aaron is bothering Aaron and making Aaron feel uncomfortable. Okay, which I love, okay? Don't play with me then. Uh, Aaron goes upstairs to kind of sort of change. The girls are getting ready to leave and someone goes like, where's Aaron? Where's Aaron? And I think Uba says, oh, Aaron went upstairs to like change. As Aaron is coming down the steps, she can hear Uba saying, Aaron. And I guess she automatically thinks that Uba is like talking about her. But when Reality, Uber was just saying she went upstairs. And Aaron come down on some rah-rah, like, don't say my name. Don't say my name. Leave my name out your mouth. First of all, Uber already is upset with you. She ain't been giving you no energy. She ain't been speaking with you. Like, chill out. And Uber, so now my friend Sarah disagrees because she feels like, oh, Uber knew that Aaron was like, scared of her from not speaking from Jessel and she felt like Uber used this moment to be like rah-rah on Aaron and I was trying to tell my friend the exact opposite right where I feel like I think that Uber's response to Aaron was one like girl I'm not even talking to you right now I'm just being an adult when they ask where the hell you were I said you was upstairs. Now, here you come downstairs talking about leave my name out your mouth. Now, that kind of like trigger Uber. Now, Uber went off. And Uber, from 
what we've seen of all Uber these eight episodes, she is fun, friendly, like she gets along with the group. Uber was going off. And Aaron had on some sunglasses. Aaron snatched them glasses off. It was kind of giving me like uh, Housewives of Atlanta circuit season one with Sheree and Kim, the little wig shift, right? Like Uba snatches her glasses off and Aaron's like, get away from me. And of course, Aaron goes into that. They're, get away from me. Get away from me. Get away from me. Now, I don't condone Uba's behavior in this moment, right? But for me, it's like, Aaron, don't act like you didn't just provoke Uber. Uber has not said anything to you this whole day. She's been ignoring you. And you come down here on that. Like, so that's, I mean, that's just where, you know, that's that's where I'm at with it. Then we have Jenna Lyons. You all know Jenna Lyons, the mogul, the legend from J. Crew. She is on the show. And it's very clear that, like, Jenna Lyons is the... You know, each season of the Housewives or like there's that, that girl, right? And Jenna Lyons is, is that girl, right? Because she's, we'll know who none of these women are, right? We're just meeting them for the first time. But we know who Jenna Lyons is. We know J. Crew, Like, we know all of that stuff, right? Uh, Jenna kind of sort of shares with us. Um, about her skin condition, like about her, like her eyebrows and her teeth. And like, she's very subconscious about that. And I don't know, right? Like, I love Jenna, right? I, I love the story. We know about her, her mom growing up. Her mom had Asperger's, but, like, Jenna didn't really know about it until she was an adult. And so, like, Jenna's mom didn't have friends. There wasn't a lot of, like, speaking. There wasn't a lot of affection in the home. So, uh, it is... Jenna's a little awkward at times. Now... I like I get all of that right I get all of that but there is like there's something about Jenna that like you know when you have somebody that loves to play nice all the time but it's like you know you're really not nice right like I feel like Jenna knows that she's that girl she knows that, like, I'm a legitimate somebody of the somebody but, like, tries to be like hey, guys, like, love everybody with this, with that. Like, I don't know. It's just something a little fake to Jenna for me. And again, this show, Jenna clearly is on this show to promote her products and to promote her brands. So there was a scene they clearly must have filmed last Christmas where Jenna brother had came into town and Jenna took her brother. Child, they was like in Times Square. And because I guess Jenna did a project in Times Square or somewhere around, wherever they like the Christmas tree at, wherever that is at. I'm not from New York, but you know, you know that area. Like, I guess that borough or that area reached out to Jenna to help her revamp it. So, of course, Jenna said, listen, we're going to get this on film. So her and her brother are walking through this area. Now, girl, it is like one of the most awkward scenes because it's like, think of Times Square, Right. And think of a, a TV show filming there, right? And, like, so she's walking down the street having this, like, intimate conversation with her brother. But for me, it's the people walking by. Like, it's like, this is, like, not a real thing. It's so weird. Like, of all the places to film with your brother, like, you film right there. Just kind of weird. Then, at one point in time, Cy brings up the fact 
uh, to the other girls that like one Jenna is always giving the ladies gifts. Now, mind you, I thought it was like just nice because I'm a gift giver, right? If anyone from uh, like the Survivor or the reality community comes to Philly and like I go out to dinner with them, I always try to bring a gift, a little taste of Philly. Like I'm a gift giver. Like for me, that's like, now I know that's not a love language, but it's one of my love languages. It's like, like showing people I appreciate them. And so off the, the basic eye, I'm like, Jenna is a nice person. I love the gifts. Like, you know, then Cy, at one point in time, I think it might have been at Bryn's Reef making uh, holiday event. And again, here's another time where it's like, I think Cy's kind of being rude. But she also illuminates a very good point where Cy is like, I don't mind the Jenna gifts. I think they're nice. But she's like, it just seems like it, it, they're just not gifts, right? Like, it's always like, oh, look at my new eyelash. Oh, look at my collaboration with this lotion brand. Oh, look at my collaboration with this. Oh, look at this. Like, everything is like a Jenna Lyons collaboration. And size like, I'm an influencer, right? Like, I know the game. Like, you don't just get free stuff. People give you free stuff in the hopes to, that you post it. And all the ladies kind of feel that way. And Sai is like, baby, I get paid money to post stuff. So thank you for the gifts, but you ain't going to be giving no free gifts. So it's like that kind of vibe of Jenna. Then Jenna has a skin condition, uh, which don't know the name of it, but like she has a skin condition where like she's got scars and all of this stuff. And she's very like uh, self-conscious about her skin. So they were going to Aruba, Antigua, one of them places. and. Jenna had just had to have mouth surgery because with her condition, like she doesn't have like eyebrows, something like with her teeth, uh, where like all of her teeth are just like implants. And so she continue continuously has to get like reconstructive surgery. Um, and so again, all of these things that Jenna shares, it's like, it makes us like be so empathetic for her. Right. So after she had just got like some oral surgery done, uh, Aaron goes to meet with her and like, we're really excited that you're coming on this trip. Uh, but Jenna's like on girls trips, like especially like trips like this, if I was going by myself, I'd be fine. But she was like, I want to get there a couple of days early so that I can tan so that like my skin looks a little even given like all of the scars that I have all over my body. Like I'd rather my like just tan a couple of days and, you know, just make me feel more Con like boost my confidence because I got to be around y'all. We all like we get it, but then Jenna's like, and also like, I found a first class flight two days early, so Jenna ain't really want to fly coach with the rest of the girls, okay? Because Jenna is that girl, exactly what I mean. Like when you know you that girl, but like you're playing nice, like it's like oh I love everybody, but like no girl, you think you better than everybody, and you you kind of are, but still like you could go with the thing. So when this came out, it was this whole big thing where the girls were like, ew, like, ew, like, what type of person is that? And of course, Jenna denies it. And it's like, no, I'm going for my skin condition. But it's like if when the girls go to the beach and they all have their bikinis, like Jenna is wearing like a full body thing. So you can't even see her body. Now, I won't talk about her body, but I really like for me, I feel like it's a missed opportunity. I, because I understand it because, baby, I, trust me, I am self-conscious about my body. And listen, I wear the things that accentuate and hide my trouble areas. But I just feel like for someone of the Jenna Lyons status and for you to go on a show like this, like I just feel like as a viewer, it would be so much more empowering 
for you to go out there and be in a bikini and show your like and, and really like, in my opinion, that is the true survivor. That is really like overcoming your fears. That is really like to all the little girls at home that have skin conditions or have something similar to you. That really, for me, would be like, yes. But it's like you kind of choose not to. Your prerogative, your body, I get it. Like, I respect it. But then it's like, then you go and get this first-class flight because you go there two days earlier, but then you try to use your skin condition as the reason why. Like, oh, it's just like these little things with Jenna. Um, and she doesn't really share a lot with the ladies. Like, she is in a, well, she was in a same-sex relationship. Child, she let it known, be clear early in the episode. Like, listen, I don't talk about my love life. Then at an event that she was having for her eyelashes because Jenna doesn't have like eyelashes. So she has created her own brand of eyelashes. She asked Cy to come and be a judge because like she wanted to make sure that the, the people that were coming to audition, that it wasn't just a panel of all white people that it was like, you know, good for someone to see a face that they recognize. And during the panel, Sai uh, noticed that there was like maybe a, a beautiful model that was like nervous and uncomfortable. And Jenna kind of opened up about like her name and different stuff. And Sai was like, it's just crazy for me to like, well, Sai was like, I love to see this Jenna like open up and be vulnerable. But she's like, Sai, like, well, damn, I'm Sai friend. I'm Jenna friend, been in her house, been hanging around her for months now. And it's like, I'm learning you telling a complete stranger something that I didn't even know. So, we get those glimpses of Jenna Lyons, but overall, I definitely think that she is great for the show. And I definitely think that this season of New York has been 10 times better than the last four seasons of the regular New York that we have got. And so I love it. Uh, it comes on every Sunday night, I want to say at nine o'clock. And so if you have not tuned in to The Real Housewives of New York, I definitely think it's something that you should do. Let me know what you think about all of the ladies. Keeping the menu rolling. Keeping the menu rolling. Keeping the menu rolling. Keep, 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 keeping it rolling. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City season four is back, and this season is off to an interesting start. I started off loving Salt Lake City, kind of sort of hit a whoa. Then it was the Jen Shaw show, and I was all in for that. Now Jen Shaw is locked up, and season four is back. And baby, Jen Shaw might be behind bars, but she is very much still present in this season. So the big things to note about season four are Lisa is back. Meredith is back. Now, y'all know I live for Meredith Marks. I think that she is amazing. <laughs> I love her. But this season ain't looking that good for my girl Meredith, only because I feel like she's allowing these girls to get under her skin. Last season, her and Lisa, they had it out. They weren't friends anymore. You know, we had Lisa in the hot mic, okay, in that closet talking about Meredith and F all of New York City. And so Lisa and Meredith were going back and forth, and it seems like... They're trying to work things out, but listen, it ain't going to last for long. Then we know Whitney and Heather, the cousins, were best of friends. Then they had a falling out, and then we saw them on the girls' trip, kind of sort of trying to work things out. Um, and it hasn't 
really worked. Heather has a new book out that is a New York Times bestseller. I think it's called The Bad Mormon. And with the start of the season, Heather is like, I want to get all of the girls together to have a come to Jesus party. Now, we have two new housewives joining the show. And one of them is Monica. Ah, What's her last name? Monica Garcia. She, by far, in my opinion, is the breakout new housewife of Salt Lake City that everybody's going to love. She's just relatable, right? She's not as rich as all of these other ladies. And I don't know if all these other ladies is really rich, but we love Monica. However, when I say Jen Shaw is still on this season, Monica was friends with Jen Shaw back in the day, right? And not Monica was one of the people that testified against Jen Shaw in her case. It seemed like the feds came to Monica and said, listen, sis, we're going to look past what you did if you could get us Jen. And so Monica is was a Mormon. She was excommunicated because she was sleeping with her brother-in-law for seven months. Ciao. Uh, and so Monica is just like new to the scene. Uh, she doesn't have as much money. There's a scene that really kind of, I feel like want to say in episode two that I was like, okay, Monica is going to be the people's favorite where she's getting ready to go on a trip with the girls and she breaks down. And when she's like talking to her mom and daughter, basically saying that when she went to the mall yesterday, she bought a Louis Vuitton bag that she couldn't afford because she wanted to make sure that when she was around the, the ladies, it seemed like she kind of sort of had money. There is this other lady, Angie. I don't really love Angie. Angie, if you remember from last season, was the one that kind of like with the rumors of different stuff with Lisa Barlow getting how she got the tickets to the, the game. Angie and Whitney are friendly. Meredith don't have time for Angie, okay? Neither does Heather. Uh, Meredith is throwing this getaway to Palm Spring to the Trixie Motel. She invites all of the girls, but Angie, uh, Meredith, at Heather's party, at the refresh party, Meredith lets Whitney know, because I guess in page six, Whitney talked about how it was uncomfortable to watch Meredith and her husband take a bath together, and Whitney doesn't like to take a bath with anybody. And so Meredith was on this, you're talking about my house and my bathtub. My family and bathtub are off limits. Girl, Meredith, you sound crazy. Not your bathtub is off limits. Like what? So I get what Mer like. So, OK, listen, I'm biased. I'm team Meredith. Right. So I'm always going to try to make sense and make a sense of make a sense of something. But girl, you harping on this page six about she mentioning you and Seth, your husband, taking a bath together is weird. Now you trying to make a scene like she coming at your family through via bathtub. Girl, stop. But listen, we still love Meredith. So don't matter. But Meredith is throwing this trip uh, to Palm Spring, to the Trixie Motel, and does not invite Angie because, you know, Angie has some things to say about Meredith, and Meredith don't got time for it. But Whitney goes ahead and invites Angie as her plus one, arrives before the girls arrive, pick the best bedrooms, and when they get there, Meredith ain't for it. And Meredith is revealing her purpose poker face by allowing Angie to get under her skin uh, so it, it's like Salt Lake City ain't much really happening but let me just tell you the VIP or, or the MVP of this season so far Mary Cosby is back Mary Cosby we did not get her for season three we know there was like a lot of drama and some allegations with her church so it seemed like you know the producers is like we don't need Mary no more but baby with Jen being gone they need all the help that they can get. And let me just tell you, Mary Cosby 
has been the comic relief since she has returned. It's just Mary's one-liners, right? So they get to Palm Spring and they got food out and it's Whitney and the girl Angie sitting. Mary comes out to get her food and Angie's like, Mary, come sit with us. Come sit over here with us. Now, mind you, Mary walks all the way around the pool to sit by the chairs furthest away from them. And Mary's like, don't talk to me. I, I don't like, don't like, don't talk to me. Okay. Mary, Mary's just one liners are just like, who are you? Wait. Oh, oh no, baby. I wasn't talking like I, we, I just am here for Mary. She is delivering. Here's the thing. I don't really want to know more about marrying her husband. I don't really want to know more about Mary and her church. We can maybe see a little bit more of Mary and her son, Robert Jr. But just have Mary come to every event and just be Mary. Because they'll do an activity. Mary be like, oh, I ain't doing that. Oh, I ain't doing that. Oh, no. What you doing? Last episode, we was at dinner. And Meredith was trying to act like she wasn't bothered by Angie being there. And so they kind of sort of called it out. And Meredith does the Meredith thing. Was like, no, I'm not. No, I wasn't saying that, child. Mary was, meanwhile, Mary eat her food like, well, that, that's not what you said. You said that she had, you ain't want her here. Why you, tell them what you said. Like, Mary. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not a great showing for Meredith. Uh, they're allowing her to get under her skin. And I don't really have that much to give y'all about the Housewives of Salt Lake City. I do feel like the season will be good. It does seem as though the new housewife, uh, Monica, we met Monica First episode with Angie and Lisa Barlow. They all went out to dinner and it seemed like, you know, they all were friends. However, in Monica's confessional, she kind of seemed to say it would be like they would have a scene. And then in Monica's confessional, she'd be like, well, listen, Jen told me about this person. Jen said this and this and this and this. But I'm going to base what I feel about them off of me meeting them. So it's definitely she's giving like Sheree Whitfield, the bone collector. Uh, so we meet her through Angie. Right. And. Lisa, when we are on our way to Palm Spring, Lisa loses a $60,000 ring in the bathroom. All the girls help looking for it. And Lisa can't stop talking about it the whole ride down. Oh, my God, my $60,000 ring. I got to call my husband. I got to call the jeweler. I got to do this. I got to do that. Now, mind you, $60,000, you darn right. I'm going to be keep talking about it and talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. But for me, it just seemed a little weird. Like, it just seemed like, I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong, child, I have lost my remote in my bed. In my bed. And I haven't seen my remote for weeks, right? So I know weird things can happen. Or you in your car and something drops down in that, like, you know, when you're sitting in your car seat, you're driving, that little hollow thing from the armrest between the seat. I've dropped many of things down there and have never found it. So I understand it. But I just feel like a $60,000 ring. It, I mean, it's giving. You trying to pull a short scam? You wanted a new ring? I don't know. Just get a little weird. Um, but they had this dinner, and of course, Whitney is like, "Let's go around the table and let's say something that we like about the person, and let's say something that you could work on." A uh, clear. I feel like Giselle Bryant created that game. Uh, but Monica got to Lisa and said something nice about Lisa. But then Monica also was just basically saying something to the effect of, "Read the room, right? Like you're." We understand you lost the $60,000 ring, but just know that some of us, like, 
$60,000 to us is like our house. And, and like for you to just keep dwelling on it, it doesn't make you come off the best. And clearly Lisa didn't take that well. Uh, when Angie and Meredith were getting into it, Meredith was spitting some nasty things to this lady, Lisa, and Lisa was spitting some nasty things back. It seemed like when uh, Angie was spitting things back, Monica would be like, oh, girl, don't say that. Like, girl, that's the host. And Angie's just like, well, girl, whose friend are you? Like, I thought I brought you into this group. Like, you know, I now I appreciate Monica taking up for our good sis Meredith, but it definitely was giving Monica, you've chosen a side. And it's clearly that like the new girl, Angie, she's going to be like where we're going to have the most contention is Meredith and Angie, uh, Angie and Heather, because apparently Heather and Angie went to school together, kind of like Lisa Barlow. And if you watch season one through season three, you know, uh, Heather did not like the fact that Lisa did not acknowledge her. Um, and so now it seems like Heather went to school with Angie and Heather's like, well, we used to be friend girl, high school, high school, Heather, high school. And she's like, Angie's, friends with all the other it's, it's, it's so it's clear right like y'all were y'all went to high school together yeah angie ain't your friend in in it period right like move on uh but so it seems like there will definitely be some tension between that whitney it seemed like she child i like whitney but in like the preview of the season it seems that like whitney might be going through some marital issues with her husband um I like Whitney as a whole, but I also just feel like she, I don't know, something about Whitney is just like, she likes to stir the pot and like, I don't know, like, I appreciate Whitney because she she brings everything to light. Like, you ain't, you ain't gonna get nothing past nothing of a nothing of a nothing, but it just like, I don't know, Whitney not my favorite, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, but it definitely seems like Monica is going to be fighting with Angie and Lisa Barlow. So again, not much to report. We're only three episodes in in Salt Lake City, but it definitely is revving up to potentially be a really good season. For me, Mary Cosby was back, and that's all I needed, okay? I don't want a lot from Mary. Just continue to invite Mary to these events and these trips and let Mary do Mary, let me know what your thoughts are on this season four of Salt Lake City. Let me know if you are excited for the return of Mary Cosby. Bob's got a message. Bob's got a message. Bob's got a message for you. Bob's got a message for you. Hi, this is Miss Barb, and today I want to share with you an experience that I had while in Aruba. I'm entitling my experience, You're Never Alone. While we were in Aruba, John and I decided to visit the butterfly farm. And while we were at one of the exhibits, it was a hot day. So John said to me, I'm going to go sit down. So he went to my left to sit down. And then moments later, I heard someone screaming, help, help, help. And I looked to my left and it was John. He had the strangest look on his face and he was sweating profusely. And I ran over to him 
and he dropped his phone. I picked up his phone and I held his face and I kept saying, John, 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 and he wasn't responding. His eyes were glazed and that, and he started to tumble over. I didn't know what to do. I just didn't know what to do. And out of the blue, this woman comes running up and she says, I'm a nurse. Let me help. So I stepped back and she started working on John. And while she was working on John, the only thing I could say over and over again was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And she said, let's get him inside the building. So they picked him up and they got him inside the building and sat him down and put a fan on him and gave him something cool to drink. And I'm still saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. John started coming back around. And when he looked around, he was startled to see all these people hovering over him. And he said, what happened? What's wrong? The woman said, you had a heat stroke. And at that moment, I just couldn't believe that I witnessed what I witnessed. I watched him literally slip through my fingers. And the woman said to me, you know, my husband and I come here for the last seven years. And each year I say, I'm going to stop at the butterfly farm. And this morning when I woke up, I said to my husband, we're going to the butterfly farm. They came. And you know, at that moment, I knew that she was my angel. God sent her to protect and to, be, and to help John. We are never alone. She was there for us, brought John back. And I'm so grateful. And I just want to let you know that we are never, ever alone. God assigns angels to watch over us. And I am forever grateful to that family, husband and wife from Massachusetts, I'm not going to say their name, who helped us. And I just want you to know, don't ever think you're alone because you're not. Love you. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be. And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week. There's been so much craziness going on and I haven't had a chance to properly congratulate and properly crown a very appropriate Freak of the Week. Two weeks ago, my best friend and I, Dara, had the opportunity to travel to Connecticut to watch our friend to the show, Miss Brooke Kamhai, and her now husband, but then fiance, Matt, get married. It was such a beautiful and amazing event and so much fun, by the way, um, just really to watch Brooke and Matt tie the knot to see their families to have Brooks family come running up to me like, you're Bryce, okay? Me and Brooks' mom, her dad, they were like, we love you. I was like, oh my God, I truly loved it. And you know, I love love. And Brooke 
looked truly amazing. The wedding was beautiful. It rained that day and Brooke's wedding was outside. However, the rain gods opened up the sky and it was a beautiful day in upstate New York for Brooke and Matt to get married. It was truly such a special event. And from the Purple Pants podcast and the bottom of my heart, we want to wish a congratulations to Brooke and Matt. They are this week's Freak of the Week. If Brooke and Matt are the Freak of the Week, that means we are coming to an end of another amazing episode. Truly from the bottom of my heart, I can't thank you enough for always listening and supporting your baby boy. If you have not already, please make sure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. Let me say it again. Subscribe. Love to see a review. Baby boy hasn't seen a review on the podcast machine in a while. And don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend that Issa, Issa, Issa. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants.